0: is.
1: It's another week in the books with the on deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou.
0: Man, how at your boy Animal Brown, animal underscore brown, if you're looking for me on social media.
1: I am Spike Lou on the same social site, still in the quarantine. How you holding up out there?
0: I'm good, man. Quarantine dreaming, eating chicken, eating beef, pause.
1: Quarantine dreaming. You can't wait to get back to the meat. Pause.
0: I'm right back, man. Animal <laughs> Brown, a.k.a. Boom. the retired vegetarian, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry Chicken, a.k.a. Martin Luther Wing. Let's get it. Mm. You like that? You,
1: you're the walking Arby's commercial. He bring the meats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my guy on Twitter, man, for that, for that uh, Steph Curry Chicken. You've been writing
1: those down. Yeah, You've definitely been writing those down. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's another week in quarantine, but shit coming around, though.
0: Slowly but surely, man. You'll be able to get a haircut around. this time next week.
1: That's wild. You back yeah. out in these streets. We're no, back. We in what? Atlanta. For the listeners didn't know, we are in Atlanta. And the governor, Governor Kemp, has told the Georgia patrons that, hey, we back cracking Friday. Shit is back rolling. Only certain things are
0: back rolling.
1: Well, I mean, shit, it's weird what's back opening, because if you're trying to practice social distancing, the last thing you're going to do is go get a haircut. So that's really weird (laughs) that bowling alleys, barbershops, nail salons and uh, beauty salons are opening up. That's really weird. Very strange combination of businesses. Yes, very much so. But we're here to talk about hip-hop, man, not the Coronas. Absolutely, <sighs> we man. up this week? Uh,
0: this week, Babyface and Teddy Riley battle twice. Bradley. Uh The game loses his lawsuit, and we review West Side Gun's Pray for Paris album. But first, the uh, baby, Yo Boy, uh, dropped his third... My boy. Yeah, it's your boy. Dropped his third album in 13 months. Blame it on Baby. The album has been delivered with okay reviews Um, after the recent um, controversy facing uh, with him and the fan a couple of weeks ago, uh, combining with the okay reviews on his album, is his star diminishing?
1: Yes, and I think that it adds to him not being as versatile an MC as the fans would like him to be. We've known him here lately for only being in the headlines for doing crazy shit, whether it be hitting the fan, pumping, the, punching the valet, whatever it is, and I'm not saying that he makes bad music, but critics, halfway fans, people that don't really want him to be popping, that are not his fans, haters, whatever you want to call them, it's easy to, it's easy for a hater to hate on the baby right now. Like I don't know what you thought about this album, but it wasn't it. It's not going to be it. He needs to go back to what works for him, regardless if it sounds like one long song or not. So I think that his star is diminishing. And the reason being is because he hasn't found a way to adapt. And I'm not talking about changing your whole style. I'm not talking about him doing some of the stuff that he tried to do on this album. I'm just talking about being able to adapt to being the, well, previously one of the hottest rappers in the game. And that, like I said on our other show, not hitting the valet Parkson not hitting the lady walking through the crowd, just carrying yourself more so like a rapper and not like a nigga that's walking around in North Carolina. Until he's able to do that, his star is going to continue to diminish. What do you think?
0: First of all, let's be very clear. During this quarantine time, no one is really, truly hot. Um, You can only be but so hot when nobody can come outside, when there's no touring, there's no shows.
1: Then don't drop an album right now.
0: Not many projects are dropping. Yeah, he dropped something, but... And it was it's a cool project, man. It's okay. He did try to switch the flow up. I, I do think his star is diminishing, but I think everybody's star is diminishing right now.
1: You uh, shooting him, Bill, because you like him. Let's be honest. No, nah, nah, I, I do, do fuck good. with
0: his music, though. And I, I think he tried to do what so many people are crying about him, which is switching up his flow. And I don't think he needs to do that. I think mm. his flow is original to him. And if he tries to switch it up and start being melodic like everybody else, then you sound like everybody else. Do you triple down, double down on being you and being original to yourself? I don't think it's the flow that's necessarily more repetitive than the subject matter is. Mm. I went platinum, I shot somebody in Walmart and bitches want me. That's mm. basically the themes of every song.
1: I used to sell weed. Out. You forgot I used to sell weed.
0: Oh yeah, and I yeah, I used to sell weed and shit back thing. back in Carolina. Like he, he yeah. that him switching that up, like when he jumps on Dreamville shit, that's a breath of fresh air to people. Mm. They go, oh shit.
1: The intro.
0: That, that the intro. That's a that's ladder. a breath of fresh air to people. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I think if he did more of that, then people wouldn't be so stuck on his flow. Because honestly. Everybody has their kind of their brand. You know what I'm saying? Like Migos raps a certain way. Lil Baby raps a certain way. You come to expect mm-hmm. that when you hear them on records. So switching that up, I don't think it's bad. It's just adding some sauce and some flavor. I don't want him sounding like 80 percent of the rap game trying to sing, trying to be melodic, man. That's not That's not original. Stay true to you. Just switch up the subject matter and flex the bars just a little bit more. I think he will be straight
1: it makes sense to me you brought up a good point during that rant <laughs> you said that no one was hot during the quarantine anyway question for you and and then we we obviously are able to play armchair quarterback here and we see what he's done in hindsight yep if you're on the baby's team if he's a part of your label do you think that he's an, uh, one of the artists that's hot enough now to like sustain a quarantine? Obviously, we know now that he's not, but would you have thought that going into this, would you have dropped the album?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's on brand for him. That Again, that's his third album in 13 months. He's striking. He's the epitome of striking while the iron is hot, not to mention countless features. Mm-hmm. So if there was anybody to drop right now, it would be him. It makes sense. Um, I don't think it's smart to do that, me personally. But
1: uh, it's on brand for him though I disagree with you 100% I don't think that it was smart to drop right now nor do I think it's on brand I, I think that he got some bad advice and I don't want people to get me wrong here because the baby is a talented artist but he he benefits a lot from the label like he benefits from the help, the promotion Not all artists do but him especially in his ascension to being the, the best artist in the game would you agree yeah. to that? yeah that's fair and with that being said, like, I I just don't understand why a label with green light, a, a manager would suggest, an agent would suggest, anybody would say, hey, right now is the perfect time for you when all the offices are closed. No one's really doing marketing and promotion right now. It's totally 100% on you to go to Instagram, go to social media, and get people to buy in and do this. And I don't think that he's he's not that guy. He may be good and, and everything that we agreed to, but he ain't he ain't Lil Uzi. He ain't that guy that can be like, look, this is what we finna do. Y'all hop on my Twitter. I am finna say some funny shit. I am finna beef with Playboy Cardi, and I'm selling 350 and then I'm coming back out and I'm selling 180 Yeah. Like, I can do that during the quarantine because I'm Lil Uzi, and I think that Lil Baby's team should know and his label should know that he's not that guy in an on brand.
0: To be fair, it is quiet right now, so some people have to listen to something. So that's a way to look at it yeah I mean you know what I mean so it's like okay it's it's quiet it's the role that's traveled a lot of people have pushed their shit back I know Big Sean was supposed to have dropped Kendrick was supposed to have dropped a lot of people were scheduled to drop Mm -hmm. so they've backed out so it's like shit why not people need something to listen to in between these IG battles and shit so you can look at it like that you know what I mean that's one way to look at it
1: true I just don't think the babies that got them I I think that to to, to do now what and we can let people in behind the curtains even a little bit before we move on here even to do now like we decided to go with west side over the baby right now and it's because True. he's garnered more interest and i i point solely to west side gun for that like he's the nigga that's like i'm the fly god i'm on here with the three-fourth link like long shit on Jimmy Kimmel like Mm -hmm. I'm that dude and I'm putting people on my wave and I think the difference in those two if we're comparing them as artists or just comparing dropping right now Westside can generate that he can generate like exactly what he's looking for even through the drought right now and I don't think the baby can that's fair Yep. cool next up man we got the much anticipated, highly weighted on. I know that means the same thing, but I just want to fill in space right there. Babyface and Teddy Riding. Mm. First, we had to wait, and then they had to re-record on a Monday before we got that battle. Now, I want to know from you, was it worth the wait based off what you've seen or, you know what you got yesterday or yeah,
0: Monday? I think, um, first of all, Saturday was <clears throat> probably the worst time for Swiss and Timberland. To have um, you know a crash and burn on this versus series, they did a lot of promotion. I'm talking about they was on like Good Morning America and they was on a gang of shit, and it showed because about three hundred thousand people joined on Saturday before Babyface even got on. Mm-hmm. So the, clearly the promotion worked because people were tuned in. They had terrible technical difficulties. Teddy Riley was doing the absolute most.
1: I trying knew to that capitalize was
0: going. <laughs> and revitalize his career in one night. Um, Jesus Christ. He blew that. I will say though, to answer the question, was it worth the wait Monday when we got the rematch? Uh, I think it was. I, I thought it was super dope even with a little bit of the technical difficulties monday night they were a little more bearable um mm-hmm. i think if i'm not mistaken at a time maybe 510 511,000 were in there at once mm-hmm. this sounds crazy to say but some people couldn't even get in you know what i'm saying so yeah
1: that's crazy niggas got th- niggas wasn't even getting in the club <laughs> n-
0: niggas couldn't even get in You yet it was exclusive i seen celebrities in there coming oh, like that yeah, i finally got in like it was wild, but it it was super dope for the culture. De- mm. Like them niggas, man, they basically wrote every fire R and B song from the late '80s to the early '90s. Like they're they're pretty much responsible for half of that shit. So it was it was super dope to see two goats go at it, man. And I'm sure a lot of people got a lot of got a history lesson, and some people got nostalgia. So it was definitely worth the wait, man. Big look for Swiss and Timberland with their Versus series.
1: Yeah, I, I, and I think that man, you would have to. I don't even know what you would have to do for this to be a failure. Like like mm. Teddy Riley and Babyface would have to literally show up drunk and like pull pulled a, a Sean Garrett. With that being said, I do think that this was a success and I did enjoy it, but also another takeaway that I got from it is that everybody ain't built for these battles. That's a fact. As Sean Garrett has shown us, these two guys both have uh, like hits, no. hits. Smashes. They weren't entertaining, though. Mm. Like, that was the most boring battle of them all, even though there were dope songs being played. So they were, you know, it was basically the nostalgia of the songs for everybody listening, which is fine. That's what we're here for. But... I I just I I was looking at him like, boy, these niggas like Babyface was clearly only doing a favor for somebody. Like my nigga, if if someone had told him he didn't have to be there, he wasn't gonna show up. He like it was just funny, wasn't though. gonna happen. He, he was, was funny. very funny, and I think it was a, uh, a a very dismissive type of funny, like a very. Almost, I want to call it arrogance as to, like, I'm doing y'all a favor by being here. So I'm going to make the best of this by making fun of this nigga who looks like a clown and playing these smashes. (laughs) That being said, Teddy Riley took a totally different approach. Like you said, you said he was (laughs) trying to get his groove back. I think that's a little strong, but he's trying to capitalize off this moment. And I I ain't mad at him for that. I just, I fought whoever was in his crew the first time, Saturday. Yeah. Like, we talk about this all the time with, with big marketing firms. We're like, man, who, who was in the room when they agreed to this? I know we were talking about it with H&M when they wore water Gorilla shirt or whatnot. It ought to be somebody young enough on Teddy Riley's team when they seen the nigga with the headpiece getting mm. ready for the IG live on set. Like, unk, unk, hold up, unk. You're doing Slow too up. much, unk, unk. Yeah. Take it off. Just grab the phone. Grab you something that's going to sound good, and let's ride. My man dancing in the back back here, the headphone jig. You Blown standing it. up with the mic? No, Unc, you doing too much. Somebody should be around Teddy Riley young enough to notice what because I ain't going to lie, I seen the perfect meme. After this was over on Saturday, they said, like, as soon as I seen the headphone thing with the flip-up trucker, the trucker headphones, as soon as I seen it, I knew it was going to be a (laughs) wrap. I knew that something wasn't going to go right. Because like he said, Teddy Riley was like, you're doing a little too much. And I don't think you really understand what this is. But they did get the regroup, and I did enjoy that. Uh, People behind as much classic music and stay behind like you'd have to be an idiot to fumble it so i enjoyed it but i just think like everybody ain't built for these i think the focus next time needs to be more so on who can put on a show who'd be entertaining ray j was in the comments talking about he wanted to battle someone in these, and it while ray j may not have the resume no entertaining he would be he, i bet he's, you he's his, good enough his for versus...
0: an opening act <laughs>
1: Like if somebody did five songs,
0: exactly. He can do like five. Him and, or five.
1: Him and Nick Cannon could be the opening act. For
0: Absolutely him. not. That would
1: be a good one, right there. Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon and one. Ray J. Man.
0: Yeah, one <laughs> song. He
1: got three of them in them is He gonna play.
0: Man, I don't know that shit. <laughs> he better play that gigolo <laughs> with R. Kelly, and everybody gonna look at him crazy because R. Kelly is off limits right now.
1: <laughs> Nick Cannon gotta have more songs than just gigolo, dude. No.
0: Nigga better pay clips from drum roll. I mean Drumline. <laughs> nigga better pay clips from movies, nigga. That's oh, it. Oh
1: man, let me look up Nick shit. <laughs> the
0: question is, where do they go from here, though? Because there's rumors of Puff and Dre. Um, so you know, some say they may go back, kind of um, like backpack with um, havoc and alchemist stuff. You know what I'm saying? They kind of ba- I I I don't mind the balance. You can do the the big pop star shit. With the big crossover rap stars, you can go, you know, backpack with the hip hop head shit, and then you can go R&B, you can go songwriter. There's a lot of different directions, and I'm not necessarily mad at any one of them, but man, it's gonna be tough. Five hundred eleven thousand, bro, with people not being able to get in, breaking Instagram, like that's gonna be tough to, that's gonna be tough to I mean, top to you know, top.
1: I think is in my opinion, I think the obvious direction is they're gonna make this a game show. They're going to take this and they're going to turn this into something. It may not be as good, but they're definitely going to turn this into something uh, where it's a game show. And the way that you do that is you're going to categorize the music and give people an option to pick, you know, to pick the songs under this category, the best rapper with an R&B feature. Things of that nature. Like, I know we've talked about it behind the scenes and and try to put something together, but I'm going to let the cat out the bag a little bit here as to where I see this going. Because, you know, people still out. Big companies come still out of deals all the time. (laughs) With that being said, I think that's what's going to happen. Like, they're going to turn this into a game show. You heard it here on the On Deck TV podcast first. They're just going to categorize the music that you can play. They'll pick two people. They'll have famous judges similar to like American Idol. They'll use the crowd to say who played the better song and you can win money from it. Like they're going to make it a big thing. I think that that's the next wave of this is like a game show, like turning this into what's that shit? Did somebody host it now? Like, do you know the lyrics? Is it like Jamie Foxx or somebody hosted? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't know who hosted, but they're going to turn this into something like that
0: i can see that man and real quick too i noticed that puff and dre they're talking that that might be pay-per-view you think that's a good idea
1: Nah, i don't see that that's dumb Mm. because now you just in my opinion you're just being disrespectful like what pay-per-view for what like who needs the money
0: what if they said that was going to COVID victims
1: Well, and then nah i just i just don't buy that Mm. And, and they've been able to capitalize off of this like and no, not the Swiss or Timberland, but like they name ain't been this hot, especially we just mentioned how hot, it, how hard it is to be ringing through the COVID stuff. They've proven a concept. I don't think that the answer to that is pay per view and charging people to see Puff and Drake because then you got too many ways to fuck it up. Then, like, it got to be a good show. It got to be gotta flawless. Be a, yeah, like now it, you, you, you're trying to live up to these things that people are expecting just because they spent $15.99. Mm. as opposed to me being able to pick up my phone and look at it and tell somebody about it and get garnered way more attention than that.
0: I'm interested to see where it go, man. Yeah, me too. Um, next up, man, we got The Game. Back in 2016, The Game was ordered to pay $7 million in damages to Priscilla Rainey, a reality show contestant, who claimed that he sexually assaulted her. Now, The Game has been on record saying that she would not get a dime well, it looks like she's getting a dime and a little bit more than that. A judge has awarded her all royalties from his Born to Rap album, and his label Prolific Records has been seized to pay for the lawsuit. This is a big deal, little deal, or no deal for On Taylor.
1: <laughs> I think this is a very big deal, and you can say with the things that he said in public. I feel like, in my opinion, if you're a rapper, he has an image that he's trying to live up to. If on the legal side, you're able to back it up yeah. you know what i mean like if you're able to legally say hey i'm gonna do this because i got lawyers in place to make sure she's not gonna get this that in the third then i get it uh but even if he can come out and say well i only did born a rap because i knew this was gonna happen and, and somebody gave me the advice of it and i only started that record label because i knew she was gonna take it mm. and there's really nothing there sounds good now backlash but your name is still in the headlines as to you lost this as to you didn't pay this. So you still going to get drugged through the ringer by the people that don't like you and you're a 40 year old rapper. Like this, this is the last type of thing that you should be getting mentioned for like people, your age, like RTI, like, like you see what he's doing with expeditiously. Uh, Jeezy. He just got a headline for getting married. Rick Ross is in the news for more expansions of his uh, restaurants and you were in the news for losing your company to a woman who said you sexually assaulted her. Before yeah. that, you said she'd never get a dime. So I think if he just even looks around at the people that came in with him, like he should feel a little disappointed in himself. Like That's he should fact. even be associated with this shit.
0: That's a fact. <clears throat> There's so many layers to this. It's ridiculous. Um, first off, that he said she said nature of this incident in in, in question is already wild. Then, mm-hmm. second off, one of the biggest reasons they say she won the lawsuit is because Game didn't even show up to court in mm-hmm. 2016 when he was supposed to to kind of battle this. And then he didn't even show up. I think it's uh, a game. And then third, WAC100 put a post on Instagram saying that he controls all of the royalties from Born to Rap. So he's confused on how she's getting anything. So now <laughs> WAC100 jumped in. This is nuts. Now, this is a $7 million lawsuit. So she's she supposed to recoup you know when she gets that seven million, then it's supposed to be done. Whether this is a big little or no deal is up to game in his bank account. I don't mm. know how much he needs them seven million right
1: now. he ain't got seven million to give nobody, and now I ain't saying that he broke or nothing like that, but you know what like can't get liquid to hand over to somebody and be like here goes seven million dollars. well he's like, well, he here's not,
0: have- not handing it over. it's just it's what comes from this album, and will this album generate seven million dollars?
1: But the the number was seven million before they took this album and the record company, right? Correct. Okay. So Uh, it's
0: supposed to be this, you know, until it gets to seven.
1: I mean, this goes to the point where she come back to bite you in the ass. If I, I mean, legally, from a legal standpoint, a man has been rapping since two thousand and five, and it's fifteen years later. He said he, like this, and I, and I'm not trying to be insensitive to the victim here at all. But if I'm game, the smart thing for this to do and for to happen here was this not to ever make it to court. Yep. Like, I'm sure that there was a number that was less than $7 million that was presented <laughs> to him before it got this far. He wouldn't and, have known. He
0: didn't show up to court he he to didn't hear show the number.
1: Well, even even if they made the number in negotiation before they decided to go to court. We've watched enough TV to know and know enough to know. that Like, even the lawyers probably, were, if Game has representation, I'm not even sure if he has that now. Mm. But it, her representation, sure, I'm sure they reached out and they're like, look, hey, there's, this is what we got. Here's the evidence against it to know that we're going to win. What are you willing to pay us if we don't take this any any way forward? Yeah, like come on, dude. He's supposed to be able to squash this shit. I don't see no other rapper in his category that would have been able to kid, nip this shit in the bud.
0: Low key, though, this is all karma for naming his label Prolific Records. Though, this is all
1: karma. <laughs> Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Yep, came back. To it buy- looked
0: like a shuck when it happened. Him selling merch and shit with fam, getting his hair braided like Nipsey on IG. This is all karma, dude. You don't do shit like that, bro. That's that's clown shit,
1: man. And that, now look what he's associating that with. Now look what that's associated with. Look and that what album Nick was fucking to
0: fire, too.
1: That album was really good. But he's associating that prolific name to this shit now.
0: You see Nipsey rolling over in his goddamn grave, dude.
1: She should be able to get $7 million from it. You, you got to be able to liquidate assets from a record label and get $7 million, right?
0: <laughs> that record label oh, was, so uh, it was six weeks old, dude.
1: What, they you, got recording equipment? Like, what What kind of assets does it? have? Nigga, a the T-shirts,
0: right? Like, the merch?
1: Jesus. That's it. That's the only... Oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, because you don't have to have any assets to have a record label now.
0: Who bought that? Who bought the shirts now? Like, you can't wear that. Mm-hmm. She looks, she's slow now, man. Will you, would, they like,
1: would, would they be like collector's items in like 10 years, like 20, 30?
0: Oh, not pot. Well, it depends Maybe. on what, if anything else comes from this. Like, Cause that album was incredible,
1: but it that didn't, really
0: it good. didn't make noise like that, that, you know what I'm saying? Like it had something tragic would have to happen. And I, I ain't going to say it, but something bigger would have to happen other than this.
1: This is why hip hop needs a hall of fame and a union. Because they would come in and buy all of these shirts from her. That way she gets get some money. And just put them all in the Hall of Fame and tell the whole story of how this amazing album was affected by this dumbass lawsuit that Game couldn't could, Excuse me, not dumb on the sense of what happened, but right. one that he could have taken care of. That's a fact. Now, next, we have... The last topic before we get into this West Side Gun Rhapsodies album, Eve, the one that she just recently dropped, will be taught at UNC Chapel Hill and at Ohio State University. Hard. Very hard. Kudos to her. What other albums do you think deserve to be taught?
0: Well, first of all, uh, shout out to that album. And I actually like that Rhapsody album. I think that was a nice bounce back from the project before. Um, bounce back, yeah, super bounce back. This that's super dope. So the course description I see Layla's this says, "Who?"
1: Layla's wisdom.
0: Yeah, that ain't none. Um, oh, you notice what nobody's teaching that. All right, nobody's teaching this <laughs> Eve. The Eve was fire. Um, the course description says, "Quote: Using critical reading and listening skills, students will present original research on hip hop history, Black womanist criticism, and critical theory." Um, so this is and they're going to go song for song. This is basically like a school version of dissect, um, which if you listen to dissect, you you know how dope that is. And how I remember how excited I used to get to see what album they were going to do next. Um, so this is that's super dope. If I had to choose an album that I think could be taught in school, um, I would go Nipsey Hussle uh, Victory Lap. Um, I think the class. The class wouldn't just be limited to examining the album, but it would also include like his career and the quote-unquote race, so to speak, culminating to the victory lap. Um, I think you could center it around entrepreneurship and tell a super dope story and just have it centered around the project. Um, I think that would be super dope. If you look at some of the song titles, it fits perfectly. And if you look at some of his old interviews and some of the things that he said and some of the um, entrepreneurial uh, avenues that he was into – they tie in perfectly to the victory lap. Like it's one of those albums that's titled flawlessly. It makes so much sense There's a story behind all of it. And a lot of people may not catch it if they just got put on to him from this album or when he died, you know what I'm saying? So you could tell the whole story and you can learn a lot from it. So I think that would be something dope. If somebody taught that in a college of some sort.
1: that's good. Uh, that's a good, um, lane to take. I think Nipsey and a lot of people have that learn from it and further in his name. Um, <clears throat> the obvious answer is already being taught, and I have to throw that out there because of the uh, show and how much you hate to pimp a butterfly. No, but that's already being taught by professors, so kudos to them. UGK's Riding Dirty. and UGK's Riding Dirty is one of my favorite albums, but I think that you could take a perspective on that Bun B teaches courses. Uh, it's he said the, the 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 goal of the album for them was a, a night in Houston and, and how you, two guys, two teenage guys grow up in a night in Houston, them going out on a town. I think him being able to articulate just the difference between Southern hip hop and the rest of hip hop at that time, them being one of the earlier groups as I've seen from the hip hop evolution show on Netflix, you know, just how Texas was different from New York and how it was different from LA. And they had their own thing going still, but how it still was influenced by those places. I think that there would be a good look at how Southern hip hop evolved into what we've seen in and dirty. It wasn't the first album, it wasn't the second album, but it was probably their best album and what many people attribute to being a classic piece of Southern hip hop. You know, I mean, music, I think that that would be very dope to be taught and, and exploring more to Pimp C. Some of the things that you deal with, like murder, as far as the song on there, where they're talking about uh, one day you here the next day you're gone, where you're talking about friends and stuff that you lost diamonds against the wood, talking about friends and, and who and what you can trust growing up where you grow up and like what adds and takes from that. I think it would be a very dope album to take a look at, especially if people want to know more about Southern hip-hop.
0: Yeah, and... And, like, that that could also kind of play into, like, the psychology uh, of the people growing up in that environment. Because mm-hmm. um, like,
1: they're from a small town outside of Houston. People don't know Port Arthur, Texas. Mm-hmm. So it's it just kind of not even more so at night in Houston, more so at night on a small outside town. Like, if we had Nashville, maybe it would be Springfield or mm-hmm. it would be Lebanon or something like that.
0: Gotcha. Something small, not necessarily a big mm-hmm. metropolitan city.
1: Exactly, but close enough. Yeah. Where you yeah. know what's going on. Nah, that's killing. I would be excited about that. That would be Two super good dope. Man. Sign me up for both of those.
0: No, nah, that's a fact. And but shout out to um shout out to Rhapsody though, man. That's super dope. Yeah. Um shout out to these colleges too, Ohio State University and UNC Chapel Hill. That's not UNC UNC is that's something different.
1: Yeah, I think that is UNC. I think that's the Tar Heels.
0: Really? Yeah. Nah, shit, I thought that was something different. Oh, that's cold, dude. You know, she
1: from there, right? She from North Carolina. Ooh. So I think that she she, she may have some ties to them because she played basketball.
0: She looked like she played uh, basketball, Tough.
1: She was 1 million percent a Hooper. She could beat you, too. No. She's too crazy as fuck. too short. <laughs> <She's> too short. <laughs> UNC Chapel Hill is 100% Tar Heels. I just schooled with it.
0: Oh, that's dope, dude. Wow.
1: That is fire. And it was another school, too, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, just
1: Ohio the, uh, State. Ohio State, yeah. So two big schools.
0: That's nuts, man. It makes that's me wish fire. I would have stayed in college. Mm-hmm. Um. Actually, no. I didn't. None of this shit exist when I went. Fuck that.
1: They not teaching this shit when we was in school.
0: <laughs> um. All right, man. Let's get to this album review. Uh, Westside Gun, one third of Griselda, his third studio album. It's called "Pray for Paris." Uh, it dropped over the weekend. Saw a lot of people talking about this. Like you referenced earlier, it was between this and the baby, and and the baby's response was lukewarm. When all I heard, I got hit up constantly all weekend. Like, hey, this gun, a whole stupid. lot of New
1: Griselda fans out there, boy.
0: Yeah, now they. I, I like what they're doing with it, and we'll talk about it to see kind of if it, if it lived up to um, their kind of growing brand. What what were your expectations going into it?
1: Uh, to be banging. 100%. <laughs> I mean, like, if people listen to this show, they know I, I pointed my finger at Westside Gun to be one of the MVPs last year. And I did think that he would capitalize even more on his way out. As we said, he said he was going to stop rapping at some point this year. So I thought that he would capitalize on the success that Griselda has had and also capitalize on the name. Just mm. just being as big as they are now compared to where they came out. This is a perfect time for him to put out an album like this so this is what I expected even when I seen the artwork like I expected this to be as commercial as you could get for a Griselda album. yeah you know what I mean like yep. there's nothing at all there's no single I'm I still don't mean that type of commercial but just a whole different I think that he expected a lot more eyes to be on this album and I expected him to perform like a lot more eyes. It's like Game Seven. This is like being in the finals. This this is that type of album for him. So that's what I was expecting. What were you expecting?
0: My expectations were pretty low. Mm-hmm. Um, Why? He's my least favorite out of the Griselda camp. And it's not that his solo projects are are slaw, but they mm-hmm. don't hit to me like that.
1: How often is the leader of the group your least favorite?
0: That's very rare. Very That's very rare. But he, but I think anybody with ears would say that he's the least skilled out
1: of the three. Well, yeah, I agree with that. You
0: know what I'm saying? Just on some rap yeah. and shit. Now, he got the sauce and the flavor.
1: Yeah, he's an acquired taste.
0: There you go. Yeah, it's an acquired taste. So yeah. uh, his projects don't hit to me like that. Like, they're cool, but I don't find myself... Wanting to run them back the same way I'll run back, uh, you know, plugs I met with Benny or Lulu with Conway. Like I'm running those back. Um, but I will say, when I first heard this though, I thought to myself, "Hold on, this one hit a little different, though." Like this one is hitting a little different. I was feeling this from the opening auction intro to the closing 30 41st minute of the album, dude. Like I, I thought this motherfucker was fire like first go round and it actually made me think damn have i been sleeping on the other projects uh was supreme blind tail uh fly god fly god is an awesome god that's the mix the hill of where's her her Hermes series i'm like damn did i sleep on this shit because like this shit is hidden i thought the production was fire it wasn't as stripped down as it can be sometimes like They actually added some drums and a little bit of tempo on a couple of these. So it wasn't just the same uh, loop sample, no drums, no bass, no kick, no nothing. They mixed it up a little bit on here, and I thought it helped with the flow of the album. Um, So this one hit a little different to me. Am I tripping? Is this different from the other ones, or is this on par? Uh, I
1: think that you're right. Uh, I think that this... Adding to my point and what you just said, I think that he came in this like this game seven. Like this is my LeBron moment against the Celtics or against the Pistons when he hit 50 on y'all. This is my Super Bowl. This is my comeback. I think that he knew from all the work that they had been putting in that his next project, this this Pray for Paris, was the one where They're going to get new eyes, like I said, and he came to show out. And I think that he did that. I do think that this sounds bigger. I do think that it stays true to their sound that we're used to. But it's still, like you said, even with their their little bit more features with Tyler on here, Mm. uh, they stuck to the features that they usually have with Freddie Gibbs and Boldy James. But even those songs, they still sounded like a little bigger. Versace is. Easily my favorite song on this. As soon as I heard that, added to the playlist. Uh, but I do agree with you. This sounds a little bit bigger than the previous projects, man. And like, I usually don't say this. I usually leave this to you because I'm not a merch guy. But I seen the cover art for this. Dude, get me this merch now. Yeah. Where do I? Pay? Where do I buy this? Pray for Paris. It's out too. Jesus, I bet that's killer. Let me. Look yeah, he got he, he got the
0: merch too.
1: That's a fact. What is it on that website?
0: That's a great question. I'm gonna find I it, it. Yeah. but it's out though, and it, and it actually it's got that graphic, you know what I'm saying, on it and all of that. So it, it's kind of tough. It. I can't even. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, look, I'm, I'm fucking with they. I'm fucking with they, What they got going on? I'm fucking with the whole camp. You know what I'm okay. saying? Um, I, I, but this project, this project hit. Like I ain't gonna lie, this, this motherfucker hit. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really straight through. If I had to go through kind of some of my highlights, I thought the feature stood out. Especially the outside of the box features like Wale and Tyler the Creator. Like, those aren't the type of people that you would think would associate or that Griselda would associate with. You think they'd keep it 1000% hoodie artist. You know what I'm saying? You think the Gibbs, you think Jada, Mm -hmm. Locke's grimy cast like that. But they went outside of the box and I think it worked. Even though I'm not even the, the biggest Tyler the Creator fan on this particular song. I just like that he had he did something different and he had somebody that you wouldn't just expect.
1: Different that you get used to hearing on that with it's, the you, I agree.
0: I like that energy and I and the Wale song. I thought that song was bang and I thought he his feature was just right for that. You know it what was. I'm saying? I'm very interested to see who else they collab with. I know Benny and Drake, they've had pictures together and supposedly are working. And you thinking to yourself, how can that make sense? Like without it being corny or without it being a a lame attempt at a crossover record. We don't need Benny and Conway sliding to the left, lift up your left leg, sliding to the right way. We don't need that. But I see now they have the talent to make it work, especially if Gunn is behind it. He's got the mind for it.
1: I agree, and uh, those sentiments are 100% correct. I think that those guys are talented enough when we're talking about Benny and you're talking about Conway for the bars, like, I don't think that we would see anything come out of that camp that we would turn our nose up. Like I ain't gonna see, like you said, Benny in no video dancing. Right. I just don't see that happening. And I think that those guys are, um, they smart enough to know that as we've seen from everything that they rolled out. The question that I have, and I was thinking about this while you were talking about it, just from the pictures and seeing Benny and Drake together, these are artists because they stick to their style so much and we don't expect them to stray. I can't remember the last time other than maybe Kendrick and the big names and I, there were guys like, man, I can't wait to hear this. I can't wait to hear a Drake and Benny record just because I have no idea what to expect. Mm. I can't wait to hear Conway and Rihanna or some crazy like that because you know what's going to happen. You see them getting over into that lane and, you know, eventually it's going to get to a point where it is a little watered down. It's inevitable. It's it has to happen for them to make the money that they want to make. But right now, while they're still in their pocket, where they still got that grime on them, every big person that I see them with, the first thing in my head is I can... Not that it won't work or how they going to do it, but I can't wait to hear it. Mm-hmm. Because Westside Gun is going to be behind it. Because Conway going to come with the bars. Because Benny going to come with the bars. So I, I haven't heard that in a long time. It's very refreshing coming from that account. Do you yeah. agree with that?
0: I, I, listen... I'm I'm excited about what they got going on. I know that he said that he he was gonna stop rapping, um, and focus more on the business end. I don't think uh, it's a him. bad decision. Yeah, no, I, I think he needs. He's not a rapper though. Let's, let's right. be honest. Right. He's not a rapper. You know what I'm saying? It's it's uh, this kind of reminds me in a way of like Baby and Manny. Like they are not rappers. Obviously, it was just more of. Just the, the image and the, the the vibe, the swag, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's more about that than it is anything else. But then it is like bars and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Paris187.com is the Ugh, merch.
1: I see way. it. Yeah, that's her killing the real and I need it.
0: And I think it's sold out,
1: too oh man the <laughs> paris he got the scorpion on there from your boy i remember they. with do you remember we talked about that as a topic they beefed a long time and well, not it wouldn't even actually beef yeah it was just when a little bit about the scorpion shit, when the scorpion shit came out and they said they was the first one on that because he was doing the wrestling shit too yep yeah funny, huh? funny
0: oh and <laughs> speaking of that another um of my highlights uh i thought the pacing of the album was good I thought it was smooth, steady. Um, It didn't feel like it was too short when it ended. It didn't feel like I needed more when it wrapped up. Um, Like I I thought the pacing was very well. Even even with the skits, I thought it had super dope skits, real nice quotables, uh, classic wrestling joints. Um, Some of my favorite, three of my favorite songs, I go uh, George Bondo. Uh, Benny is on a tear. He bodied both of his features. He's on a roll. Umlock sent me
1: in a zone. That,
0: that he like he might be the hardest rapper out right now, like mm. uh, like I might go ahead and put that stamp on like he is body bag and shit um and then five hundred dollar ounces with gibbs uh fire uh all three of those go hard um you mentioned one I know you mentioned um. Versace. Versace was your favorite.
1: Give me two more oh, that's good. Oh. I say Versace as soon as I, as soon as I heard like the beating shit come in by ten seconds, in. I knew click save that to my like I said yeah uh, playlist. Clayborn click with my boy Bodie James. I liked that, uh, and I liked. Uh, it's hard to decide on that last one, man. I guess I'm gonna go George Bondo. Yeah,
0: because
1: Benny murdered it. Yeah, he killed So, it, so. those would be my. Top three. And also, I like the song with Freddie Gibbs, the $500 ounces. Him and Rock Marciano, I think, came and did their thing. And then it was a song that fit him and Gibbs. I just like the whole album's cohesive and and how it ran together. But those are my favorite three.
0: What didn't
1: Uh, work? We had to go with what didn't work. uh, I'm not saying that this is a classic album or anything, but it lived directly up to my expectations. And I'd be nitpicking to say some like, like, I didn't like the party with Pop Smoke song. Like mm, that, that was okay. one that just—it it just wasn't really it for me, and it felt like it was kind of forced. Yeah. Uh, but if I had to nitpick with one thing, that would be it. What didn't work about it for you?
0: Um, now I mentioned all three of my favorite joints. If you notice, they all had—they all had features. Um, the solo joints were just okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think he's much better with features. Um, and that's nitpicking. They weren't trash. They just didn't right. work as well. When he's got somebody riding shotgun with him. Um, I thought the song with Bodie James was fire, but I could have done without the chopped and screwed gun vocals. Um, <laughs> I, w- I wanted a regular verse from him. I, I, just, I wanted a regular verse. But with that being said, that song is still hard. though. <laughs> like it, it just, bro, like dude fits perfectly with them, dude. Yeah, like it's a cheat code, like- bro. That's like Golden State getting, you know, what I'm saying, I, nah, I'm, fin- I'm not gonna say he Durant, but you know what I'm saying, it's just making a good team better, and I, I that that's a perfect pickup, bro. Like, it just he he he's similar but distinct from them at the same time, it's crazy. Um, so uh, the album is banging, man. If I had to give it a rating, I would say it's four out of five reels, it's fire. Um, it, if and maybe this is because I've warmed up to West Side Gun listening to these other projects. Cause I'm thinking to myself, if I played this for somebody who's never heard of him, how would they feel would this would they be like, um, nigga, why is he holding out his shit, bro? Why is he boom, 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 boom? Like, what is this?
1: You know what though? You're right about that, but I do think that even a novice rap fan that wasn't up on him will walk away from this and be like, This is different. And I mm. think that that's what he's going for like you, you listen to the baby's album and though i won't say he, he does have a unique sound you listen to it as a novice rapper and you're like okay this is a dude rap and i'm not shitting on him anything west side gun shit is just it's different mm. and it's not really explainable he's doing he's rapping as you said but it's more like baby and manny and it's more sauce and I even think that a rookie listening to that would be like, "Hey, this this I don't know what the fuck this is, but I I kind of like it." Yeah. But they're going to hate it 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh what
0: did, what you what did
1: you give it though? What you think? I gave it uh 4 out of 5 reels. Easy fire. Yeah. Like not even a question. Uh, definitely in the rotation now. Um interesting thing that I seen on their Paris 187 if you looked it up. This nigga gets selling the prints of the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been doing a little that. Bit about it's fire. Yeah, a hundred dollars for the print of the album. I would definitely hang this up in my career
0: They sold out Both too. Both
1: them Yeah, I'm hot about that too. That's but you can that's find somebody that thing, pop there. that's killing.
0: But he's been doing. They've been doing that for a while. They'll do Literally. the prints of their artwork, and they always sell out, bro. Like they always sell it. But that's something different that everybody not doing.
1: That's a good idea. That's a great idea too. Yep.
0: Make them That's limited. what
1: we need to. Probably saved that episode around. Is like if you could do like the prints of albums and have them hanging in your house, which albums would they be?
0: Oh, you're talking about in terms of the best album Yeah, cover the doing? best album covers. Like yeah. that would be fire.
1: Like you yeah, have which ones would you have hanging up in your house?
0: Also, check out his um, GQ interview with him and Virgil Abloh, which is that's interesting. West Side MC. of
1: Virgil? Yeah. I bet that's good. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, man. I ain't listen to that shit. Will this make your yeah, top this thing, man. Um, it's gonna be very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it ain't better. It ain't my favorite. My the damn. Let me clear that up. <laughs> for in for the running for me so far is Bodie James. As far as my favorite album, but um, it's it's gonna be in the top five, top ten for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot, especially with everything that happened. Yeah. I don't know how much more music we're gonna see or got coming up, but I that's think true. it's gonna have a a, a good chance. What about you?
0: Yeah, I, oh, I, I don't know yet, but I, I, it will be memorable. I'll be, I will be revisiting it um, for sure, and maybe this downtime will help this album. You know what I'm saying? It might, it might be graded on a little bit of a curve at the end of the year because some people may not drop like they thought. So, it, it this may end up making the top ten. I wouldn't be mad if, if somebody had it in theirs, though. I, I would understand it. I right. highly recommend it. It's banging. Yeah, it um, depend on
1: much more. What much more we see this year? Yeah.
0: Y'all let us know, man, what y'all think. Go to Facebook on the Rap Chat group. Let us know how you feel about it. Go to um, Twitter, excuse me, IG, at On Deck TV Podcast. Let us know how you feel about this West Side gun. Pray for Paris. Um, we got some wins and losses to pass out. Um, shout out to Joyner Lucas, man. We, he has a W for his Tully app, getting a new investment from Sony Music. I think they invested a couple of M's into it. Um, Tully is an app that he uh, alongside his co-founder created in 2015. It is for songwriters and musicians to upload their music and sessions um, seamlessly collaborating with people long distance. So uh, shouts out to him. Uh, Big look for him. He dropped his ADHD uh, earlier this month.
1: I, I, uh, big, big shout out to him for that. Always up to see entrepreneurs doing their thing. Um, I don't know about that name though. Like I don't understand that means. Tully?
0: Yeah. What? I what does that mean? I
1: Have no idea what that means. Maybe I need to do a little bit more research as a broadcaster on my end. But when you Google it, first thing that pops up is a Charlie Stern movie. So it's not yeah. what you want at all. Like I got to type in Jordan Lucas full name. So.
0: Wins yeah. and losses,
1: wins and losses, folks.
0: It's it's for <laughs> it's supposed to be for an artists, and like you can upload literally every facet of the music making process, from pinning the lyric sheet to the uh, background vocals to ideas being mixed on one. It's kind of like um, what is that group um chat thing that businesses use on projects? Uh, Slack. Yeah, it's kind of like Slack. Kind of, it's kind of like that, but, but for like.
1: You know, so you, music. the audio isn't involved in it? Like, so yeah. you have, that's weird. The
0: files yeah. and everything, like the whole nine.
1: That's some smart nigga shit, man. I ain't Yeah, it's over my head right there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and Johnny it's a
1: Lucas. movie that came out with Charlie Stern in it, 2018.
0: I, I remember that. I remember that. I ain't watching, but I i was going to ask it. you,
1: did you see it, Mr. Movie Buff?
0: Uh, I am a movie buff. I've seen everything that came out past 1996. That is true.
1: No, oh, please.
0: Everything quality.
1: Um, it follows the friendship of a mother and her friends of three and her nanny. I see why I missed slow. That.
0: that. That's some fried <laughs> green tomato shit. Um, got an ale to pass out to Blueface, man, for ignoring social distancing. Uh, a girl fight broke out at his video shoot. Um, A video went viral of him commentating a girl fight on his IG. It was clearly 15, 20 people in the crib with him. Blueface continuing to make himself relevant by doing goofy
1: shit. I don't think I've ever been more wrong in a purchasing Uh, stock of an artist Mm. than I have with purchasing the Blue Face stock when we did those predictions. I'm selling fast. I'm selling quick. I'm selling at all prices. It all must go. Uh, (laughs) I was out of there when he got into it with his moms and showed no remorse, even if he felt that way. I just don't feel like that's a relationship that you expose to the internet. It's just not my type of guy, and this continues to prove it. So, yeah, L from me.
0: Yeah, 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 He he tripping. Then lastly, we have a W to French Montana and Jim Jones for squashing their 15-year-old beef, man. The two linked up for the first time in over a decade to bury the hatchet. Uh we always hear for buried beef. Paul Shout out French Montana and Jim Jones. Jesus Paul. Man, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Shout
1: out to them, man. Who knew they was beef? Um, who even remembered that yeah but that's 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 really cool both of them have grown up this is stuff like this is what I mean these are some more games peers see what they're making headlines for see what game <laughs> yeah. making headlines for
0: plus old rappers <laughs> beefing is, that's what yeah, right. I
1: anyway. <laughs> yeah, the only two niggas that can get away with that is 50 and Ja and Jeezy and Gucci the we'll shit. let
0: both of them slide. That's
1: yeah, it, those are the only rappers that are allowed to like. We understand to the depth, y'all. Good, okay, we get it. Cool. Everybody else, everybody else got to squash it.
0: That's a fact, man. Um, on decker of the week, uh, who do we got, man? We took it to Facebook.
1: Facebook, man, on Deck of the Week. Shout out our homie Mike Jones over there at the Banging on the Lunch Tables podcast and doing mm-hmm. his thing on the broadcast view, too. Man, he's been pulling up with the verses. He's been asking in the group chat and on his own page as well, you know, who are the better MCs, who are some of the uh, comparable MCs. He did 3-6 and Bone. He did Tupac and Biggie. He did Big Sean and Wale. So he's been doing some dope quarantine content over there on his end, y'all. Go visit his page, man. Man, we appreciate him keeping the conversation going in the rap chat, man.
0: Absolutely, and, uh, man. Good, good conversations going on under these, uh, comments, um, under these headings, good debates. Shout out to Mike Jones. We appreciate that Chicago stand up. Um, before we get out of here, you got, put me on something, man. I need something good dog. because it's, it's getting crazy. Out here.
1: Yes, it is. I'm going to do a reverse, put you on because we talked about this off air. So you already know about this, but a couple of things that go with it. Um, I've been reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the audio book. It's a classic. Yeah, awesome. The... Take the biggest takeaway that I have, similar to what you said, is I'm mad that I'm just now reading this at my age. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm anybody that I considered to be teaching me something when I was coming up has failed, has failed because they didn't <laughs> give me this book. I'm pissed about that. <laughs> so, with that being said, but I also am reading The Richest Man in Babylon mm. and Unfuck Yourself. It's kind of like, uh, it's not one of those cheesy self help books, but it's like kind of like get your shit together book and helps you push it in perspective. So A lot of literature on My Put You on. What do you got?
0: Uh, First of all, that Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a classic. I read it probably a month and a month and a half ago for the first time. And the fact that nobody gave me that when I was 10, um, I I feel some type of way. If I'm lucky enough to have kids, they're going to hate me because as soon as they can read, they'll be reading Mm. that once a year until they're memorized.
1: Sitting that on my kids, nice, damn.
0: They're going to be so going to hate me.
1: I start reading out Airbnbs. I'm going to put it on the nightstand like they do the Bible in the hotels and <laughs> everything. There you go. Read this. That's a fact.
0: Um, oh, uh, what I'm going to put you on, man, is a podcast that I was uh, a guest oh. on. Shout out to my homegirl, CJ. She has the Sorry to Hear That podcast. Um, I recorded that, man, a couple of months ago. Um, and she put it out just recently. Uh, she basically talks to people who have lost loved ones and kind of how they deal with it. So I was on there talking about my brother's situation. Um, I had never really went into detail like that before. So, man, y'all check it out, man, because it could be helpful. It was super therapeutic for me. Um, the the uh, link is in my bio on IG. It's the sorry to hear that podcast. Um, it's on everything, man. It's on iTunes, SoundCloud, the whole nine. So y'all check that out, man. It was super, super good. That was a therapeutic experience that I needed. So I'm, I'm glad. Shout out to CJ, man, for inviting me.
1: That's really dope, man. That's really dope. I did <clears throat> tap into that with my loss that I've just occurred, but that's really dope right there. I'm going to check that out. Um, anything else for the fans before we get out of here?
0: Uh, man, no, man. Y'all stay safe. Uh, listen, if y'all want to get out the house, man, go for it.
1: Have fun. Yeah. Um, get a haircut to
0: go nowhere. Uh, they opened yeah,
1: up the movie theater some, for some. Yeah. Reason. Why y'all in quarantine? Shoot us some suggestions, man. Which y'all would like to hear from the On Deck TV podcast? I know we haven't been servicing you guys as far as the video and the YouTube aspect, but we do have access to do this. as we're doing it now. So if you guys you know want to hear like a quick topic, do Animal Brown and myself could go back and forth on something that the fans want to hear. Throw your submission in there. You may win On Deck of the Week, and we may even take it upon ourselves to do it here. Yeah. So, try us out, man. Shoot us some quarantine topics that you'd like to hear us to discuss.
0: Absolutely, man. And of course, always uh, iTunes, comment, rate, subscribe. And uh, man, we'll see y'all next week. We out. Peace.